to one of the biggest changes in processes was bringing either forward or back, depending on how you look at it, the client's journey, the client's experience, the client's usage of the solution, and how that now affects how dev and IT work together. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome back to Status Go and our continuing series of discussions on your cloud journey. In this series, we not only talk with industry experts, we also talk to technology professionals who are on their cloud journey. Today's guest has a unique perspective on the cloud, having been on both sides of the desk. As a sales professional, he has sold cloud and cloud solutions. Now, as the managing director for MoneyTree Software, he has experienced a cloud journey firsthand. I am honored to introduce a colleague, a mentor, and a friend, Pat Spencer. Welcome to the show, Pat. Jeff, thanks a lot. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure to be here. Great talking with you and look forward to our discussion today. So before we dive into your cloud journey, I'd like you to share your background and some about the unique perspective that you bring to our conversation today. That sounds good. And as you know, it, it is varied. So hopefully <laughs> the audience uh, will be able to follow. But uh, I actually started my career in banking, uh, graduated from Ball State University, and for the next 10 years, really dedicated myself to banking with an emphasis on commercial banking, working with businesses on basically how to finance and, and manage their companies as appropriate. Uh, but that led to a desire to move into technology because of some companies I really became good friends with at the end of the day. So I left banking in 1998 and went to work for a local Indianapolis software company called Baker Hill, uh, which ironically sold software to banks, uh, which was a, a good entry for me to continue my, my professional sales career, but also step into the world of technology. And so I spent a few years with them. We were acquired by a company called Experian. You may have heard of them yeah. and stayed with them for about another five years. But then I started to get a little, uh, uh, a little itch, if you will, to do something kind of crazy. And so I actually went and worked in IndyCar Motorsports for a couple of years where very fortunate enough to be executive vice president of operations for Panther Racing. I say that because our sponsor was the National Guard, and just uh, to spend a couple of years working with the men and women of the National Guard was just such a privilege. It was so far from what I was doing uh, that it was just on one end refreshing, but yet just a little bit of a payback to our men and women of the armed uh, of the armed services. But from there, I really did not like being away from home 180, 200 days a year. Yeah. So I decided to get back into technology and uh, did so. And, and that's actually where you and I met uh, right. when you were at CIO of Goodwill. 
and I was your lackey sales rep for a couple of years. <laughs> you were far from the lackey sales rep. But. <laughs> uh, but worked at another local company called Blue Lock, where we focused on infrastructure as a service, disaster recovery as a service, and, and obviously eventually was acquired and worked there for about six years, which actually then led me to where I'm at today, and that is uh, managing director of Money Tree, managing a SaaS company in fintech. And uh, we are owned by Accutech, another Indiana-owned company that uh, provides trust accounting software. And I basically manage the business unit uh, for MoneyTree underneath Accutech. I love that journey, Pat, because you have been involved in technology from so many different perspectives. And, and that's why I was really excited to talk to you today. And you know, as someone who has grown up in Indiana and the Indy 500 and racing, I always love that racing connection uh, that you have. Uh, and I love talking racing with you whenever we get the chance. But let's switch gears. Okay. You, you see how I did that, right? Racing, gears. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Pat, take us on your cloud journey. What was it like going on this journey and being on that other side of the desk, so to speak? Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. And it's basically when you leave college and then you get that that first job in the real world and then you really understand how things work um, is the best way I can equate this. But um, in essence, Money Tree, when it was acquired by Accutech, uh, we still had a data center. We were co-located. We were paying for power, bandwidth, but yet it was our hardware. So pretty much a standard setup in today's, you know, in today's environment, uh, outside of being in the cloud platform. But by being acquired by Accutech, there really was a desire to move away from that philosophy, away from that strategy, and and migrate to AWS, where Accutech had already migrated four years prior. For us, it was one, it was more of a required mandate that we move to the cloud. Uh, but that required mandate came from a very successful uh, migration of Accutech that was, again, actually co-located as well, moved to AWS. And there were bumps and challenges along their journey of which we were able to leverage that expertise and not have as many bumps and challenges as moving. So what do I mean by that? In essence, we had a basic platform. I say basic from the standpoint that uh, Windows-based uh, with a web front end, SQL database engine, uh, you know, pretty, pretty standard to be able to move over. And so what our team was able to do, uh, one, we were highly motivated. We had acquired the company. So we we're in a position where we wanted to make some changes and get on a similar platform so that our dev team could get back to developing and the IT team did not have to manage the infrastructure. They could get back to more of their, uh, I would say more of a DevOps engaged in the business role. Uh, and so it took us about four to six weeks to do this. Now, for some that may seem like it took too long for others that may seem like, wow, that, that was a short period of time. Uh, but for us, in terms of running the SaaS environment itself, most of the business applications were already SaaS-based. So we really were heading down that journey to the cloud anyway, either from a business application standpoint or from our own SaaS perspective as well. 
So it really was just the SaaS application that was being migrated to AWS. Um, but again, because our dev team and our IT team had prior experience with it, it made that journey quite seamless. Now, when I go back to the Accutech migration, hopefully this isn't coming across as confusing, but what we learned was one, whoever you choose to help migrate you, make sure they're a teacher. Uh, make sure they're wanting to engage and in being insightful with the move itself. In, in no way, shape, or form could our team have gone out, just read the online documentation, maybe even get certified in some AWS uh, classes and, and make this type of migration. We needed assistance for all of the plugins, all of the services that we were going towards. So hopefully that gives a little bit of high level. We can yeah. certainly, as we go through the conversation, I can go in through a little bit more detail. Well, I do have a couple of follow-up questions. And so you're, for MoneyTree, the migration was about six weeks. Correct. Right? Correct. I know the Accutech migration happened before you came on board. How long of a process was that migration? Yeah, so great question. So it wasn't six weeks. That one was more about <laughs> that one was more about six months. Okay. Because again, to your point, you had a infrastructure team at Accutech that was used to dealing with a co-location facility and vendor management, buying all the equipment and monitoring the environment. Then they engaged an outside firm to teach them about AWS. Yes, go through some mm -hmm. of the certification and get them up to speed. They had to prep, yeah. they had to plan, and there were more business applications got, that got moved at that point in time as well. So a little bit of a larger environment, but really it had to do with that learning curve of what is AWS and what is it going to mean yeah. for us once we migrate and, and shift our strategy to the cloud. It's vastly different than maintaining in a on-premises or a, a colo facility. So as you were thinking about your migration for Money Tree, one of the things that we've talked a, a lot about on Status Go is the concept of people first. It sounds mm -hmm. strange sometimes to talk about it in that realm when you're talking about the backend technology and moving it to the cloud and, and all that. But when you think about your approach, what were the, some of the impacts to the people, your team, that you had to be cognizant of and ready to ready to manage. Yeah, no, again, very solid point. Uh, so one of the things was not to be fooled into thinking that our team was just going to understand the migration, understand what it meant to be in, quote, the cloud, right? So that meant our development team that had sprints, uh, and, and within those sprints prior to the move, we had infrastructure cards in there. So our dev team was having to take time to work on the infrastructure side. Knowing that that was going to be removed, there's a benefit um, for sure. The challenge, though, was then understanding access, uh, security, development pieces of it. And so had to make sure that, okay, one, are these individuals wanting to move themselves forward, really from a career perspective, from a personal achievement perspective? So there was discussion on is this the best thing for our team? And the resounding answer was, was yes. They came back and said, yes, we would love to be in the cloud. We, we would love the idea 
of being able to develop more in AWS, potentially use microservices to help further our product, to help our clients do things that maybe they're not able to do in today's environment. So there's very much a, a thoughtful conscience to work with our team to understand where are you and where are you wanting to go? And, and here's the reason why we're wanting to do that. So great point, but uh, we wanted to make sure they were engaged and also had a say in this journey that we were making. I think that's great advice for our listeners, Pat, because this is a big change for the technology professional. It is a different world when you start talking about the microservices, all, all of the what thousands of services that you can consume and how do you consume them and how do you set up security and how do you set up access? And it can be very complex. Like any big change initiative, you have to bring the people along as you're doing that. So I love the way that you all approached that. As you got into this, um, what processes did you have to change or at least revisit? Um, so I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. What processes? I was going to dig a little bit deeper, but I'd, I'd like you to respond to that first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one would be change management processes for us uh, because one, because the data center was moving to the cloud, not knowing what that was going to feel like in terms of maintenance changes, in terms of updates, uh, releases, what what is all of this going to look like? So there's certainly change management processes that we had to go through. In addition to that, there are also processes of communication, right? So now IT was used to working with dev in that co-located facility with all of that equipment and gear. And the conversations were much more around the equipment, around vendors, uh, around end of life and around support and maintenance. And the communication began changing and, and moving away from that more to uh, actually about the client. And so one of the biggest changes in processes was bringing either forward or back, depending on how you look at it, the, the client's journey, the client's experience, the client's usage of the solution, and how that now affects how dev and IT work together. And we all know how much DevOps has moved forward and so forth, but it was interesting to see it kind of firsthand. The conversations just change from much more uh, operational to much more business and client focused. And that was something that uh, was a positive, uh, really reflection of the way the teams work together. But it was also just neat to see folks get excited now that both were actually engaged at the client level. And DevOps, our IT team does not ever want to go back to doing, uh, to doing you know, more of a co-located or an on-site data center. They actually enjoy that new challenge of how can we as an IT team help our clients. I think that is fascinating that by migrating to the cloud, it brought a customer focus that probably was there, but in the background before. Mm -hmm. Were you expecting that? Not to the degree that it actually took place. We were expecting conversations a little bit just from the SaaS applications. Uh, so for example, uh, authentication, 
uh, as well as some of the payment authorization type of applications that are integrated into the MoneyTree platform, you know, there are things on there that the IT team has to manage. So we knew some of that was going to take place. But when the IT team, who knows some of these SaaS applications better than a dev team, uh, started making recommendations on, well, you know, as a client's actually signing up and using their credit card, that there's this feature inside of Chargeify that if we would utilize would actually streamline the process and you would actually be able to, uh, you know, connect them and make their life easier submitting the credit card. You know, that's just as an example. And so that was great to see. It's like we didn't realize the knowledge that the IT team had with regards to some of these applications that could make that client experience better. And so now all of a sudden we've got the dev team now working more with the IT team on, well, what else do you know about these other applications that are tied into from an integration uh, perspective? Another benefit was the API library. So if you think about your IT team, you know, go back to Goodwill and all the integrations, all the APIs that you had there. Um, the same thing for us. We have integrations with Morningstar, with uh, uh, just a, a number of companies, Cambridge, LPL Financial Services, et cetera. And here sits in our IT team who manages our API library across our entire organization and that wealth of knowledge that's there. And it's just one of those things that the dev team now has a resource to go to for assistance when we come across APIs and there might be some uh, intricacies about them where we'd like to get some, you know, some additional expertise on. So it's just yeah. things like that that just kind of naturally organically came about. That's interesting. Now, you guys are, uh, I'll call it 100% in the cloud, right? You're not in a hybrid environment. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Completely 100% in AWS. Okay. So you touched on some of the benefits already, but I'd like to dig a little deeper. What what are the benefits that you, as managing director, have seen? You're essentially the president or the CEO of this, of this organization. What benefits have you seen as a result of migrating to the cloud? Yeah. So uh, the one I've seen that is uh, probably the most tied to improved revenue is before we had a system, software system, that collected client feedback on releases, right? And in all honesty, that backlog was building up and we just weren't able to get to all of the cards in there that I would have liked to, to get moved over to our backlog on the dev side. And... I'd say the biggest uh, relief from this was the dev team having some time freed up to start taking more client feedback on enhancements uh, and uh, product improvements and, and getting those into basically the, the dev cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden you're starting to see client sat ratings go up because it, the clients feel like we're listening a little bit better. And, and truth be told, it's just a matter of we now have resources to get to some of those cards and address them. So that was probably uh, the biggest thing. As one of those things we were we were hoping for, but we're, again, just not sure what it's gonna look like. But when that started coming to fruition, that then allowed us to establish a, a Money Tree advisor group, a group of about 10 advisors that now focus on our, uh, our 36 month product roadmap. And now we've got the latitude to be able to initiate a Money Tree user group that will allow all users to continue inputting feedback because we had to 
put a little bit of a stopgap there because we just couldn't get to all the uh, requests that were coming in. Good ideas in terms of what they were wanting us to do, but we just had limited resources that had to be devoted to infrastructure and, and not to development. So one of the questions that I'm sure is in the back of the minds of our our audience, did you save money by going to the cloud? So this is the interesting part. Uh, and, and this goes back to when I sold cloud and I would talk about the savings that you could have. I will say, being transparent, there is a threshold with which it can be a little bit more expensive. So what do I mean by that? Um, we were we were co-located paying for power, paying for bandwidth, all those things that come along with it. And, you know, because we're a SaaS offering, it's not like we need a dozen servers and arrays filled out in a room, right? We, we don't need that much. So for us, if I take a look at it over a three-year period of time, we're probably saving 50% of what we would have to pay to get new servers, you know, basically to upgrade our equipment on a three to five-year cycle. So we're still saving, um, but I know from the IT team's perspective, our IT manager's perspective, we were a little bit more expensive than what he thought we were going to be. And uh, okay. and, and now that we've kind of talked okay. through what that actually meant, um, but over a three-year period of time, we're still, I would say, 50% ahead of where we would be if we were buying equipment and going through that process uh, of updating and upgrading the data center. Now you could say, well, if we went five years, okay, and not three years, okay, savings might be a little bit less, but uh, uh, let's just say it's three years. Yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. When you think about the advantages of going to the cloud, where did you rank cost savings in your priority list? Uh, cost was not first. Uh, first was the mandate to be on a common platform with the parent company. So that was kind of uh, requirement one. Um, we felt as if cost would be a saving in there, but it, it really was first the mandate to get to a common platform. And then next to that was, can there be efficiencies gained to improve development resources focused on the product, not necessarily on infrastructure? And then I say third would be cost. The, the other reason I say that is because in acquiring uh, MoneyTree and being in FinTech, we do have a lot of regulations. Whereas uh, you know, MoneyTree previously, in terms of their audit costs, we now have a full SOC 1, full SOC 2 uh, that uh, MoneyTree has. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the benefit of you know, being part of AccuTech. So as, as we look to continue measurements around ensuring to our clients that we're a secure environment. So I'm kind of taking that cost and looking at uh, the overall picture, but that's also a benefit because it's something that allows us to stand apart to ensure our, to our clients that we have a safe environment, we follow the right uh, processes and procedures, and we have them in place. Okay, so what were the challenges that you faced? We've talked about a lot about benefits. What were some of the challenges that you had to address? I think even though we had Accutech there as a guide, it still just isn't as simply as reading the documentation. Um, so don't take all the vast information that AWS has, um, or Azure, or whomever, as the only way, the only thing that you need to do. You do need to have a good partner. Uh, and a partner that's there to help educate you, help guide you, 
uh, and help bring you along the way. So it wasn't necessarily a, a challenge for us, but it, it's one that without Accutech, I've got to question whether or not I would have, who would I have engaged to help us? And, and would I have specifically been looking for those folks that have, that not only have been there, done that, but really put a focus on engagement, education, and insight. And so that's probably something I would just, maybe not a challenge for us, but something I would say definitely be aware of. Yeah. One of the other, uh, I would say, challenges is just representation of the time it will take. As I mentioned, it was about an all-in-all six-week process for us. We thought it would be less than that, uh, probably by about 50%. We thought it might be three weeks based upon just the size of environment. Um, but instead of moving into a new environment, we were moving into our parent company's environment. So definitely some additional wrinkles in there, requirements in there uh, that we had to work through. I, I would say there are some differences there in terms of moving into that, that brand new environment uh, that you're building out and, and designing for yourself versus moving into an existing AWS environment. Uh, certainly have some things to take into consideration there. The other piece would be on the security side. Yeah. And uh, you know, AWS has a shared responsibility model. And I think we understood that at a high level, but then once we began digging in, we found there were more things that we needed to do and wanted to do on our side to ensure our SOC 2 uh, would be met. And so I just encourage yeah. uh, folks to really read through that information. It's good information, yeah. a lot of data there, and there's good transparency on what you're responsible for. So in no way is moving to the cloud as secure as it is um, it's still your environment. It's still your infrastructure. You still need, obviously, the basics, the multi-factor authentication. You still need the encryption, and you still need to make sure you're doing your part on your side. And so I just would encourage folks to take a look at that because there's always going to be challenges with the security side, no matter what avenue you choose to go down. Yeah. Well, here's a question for you, Pat. Knowing what you know now, how would you have changed your approach to selling cloud? <laughs> great, great question for all the sales reps out there that are listening, right? Um, so when I sold, as you know, I, I tried to focus on benefits and, and problems I would be solving for you. And that always seemed to be a good place to start. However, having been with the company and living through that, I actually would start with how it helps your clients because it's just a small wrinkle, but it's a different perspective. If I'm talking to you about as a CIO about the problems you're solving, it could be anywhere from um, efficiencies gained from your team to not having to deal with so many vendors, which is a true understanding and, and concern challenge for uh, CIOs, especially at larger organizations. But when I turn around and look at it, from a client perspective and then reverse engineer and work backwards, it really opens up a lot of different type of dialogue that I would be having with you as a CIO. And uh, so, you know, if, if a salesperson was to approach me at MoneyTree and said, so how could moving to the cloud help your clients? And, and they shared with me, here's what we've seen work with other clients and other FinTech SaaS companies. And that is they've seen an uplift in the amount of time that their dev team is now more focused on actual development time, on improvements, enhancements, releases, 
versus infrastructure. That would have been, to me, that's, that's a little eye-opening. Um, and also with regards to even the IT team, you know, going more towards a DevOps model where they're helping you understand with all the systems that your SaaS solution is interacting with, how you can provide a better client experience to your clients. So I would encourage you to start there. And I've heard CIOs say, the more that you know my clients, the more opportunity you'll have to work with me. Because there's a lot of CIOs, Jeff, you were one that got the fact that it's about the clients. It's about, in your case, I remember stories about the retail stores and the IT team engaging and understanding how to make them more proficient with the phones or even with yes. uh, you know, the, the wait times and the lines and so forth. And I got that, uh, but now I've lived that and I see that that's definitely a place to start. It's a very tangible, very strategic place to start at a good conversation if you're going to be talking to an executive like myself or yourself. That is such a great point, Pat. For our listeners, it brings to mind a, an episode of Status Go that we did a year or so ago with Jamie Lee, the former CIO of Wabash National. So I'm going to make sure that we have that episode maybe in the show notes because he talked about, as CIO, having a customer-first uh, approach to just about everything that he did. And he even went so far as to talk about his customer's customer uh, as he was doing that. So uh, we'll make note of that and make sure that we link to that. Well, Pat, you know, because uh, you've, you've been a longtime listener to Status Go, and you, you've also been involved from uh, your time with, with InterVision with the program. So, you know, we're all about action. Uh, it's kind of in our name, yep. Status Go. What are one or two things that you would encourage our listeners to do tomorrow because they listen to our conversation today? I love that question. And part of it goes to directly what we were just talking about. And that is evaluate the cloud from your customer's perspective. Step outside of data centers, step outside of infrastructure, step outside of vendor management, step outside of all those things that you utilize to support the resources that you need to run the data center. Get focused on your clients and to your point, your clients' clients as well. And I love that aspect from the former client that you spoke of, because what I see there is now I'm focused, for example, in my world, MoneyTree offers financial planning software. So our end clients are advisors. Their end client are people like you and me. Um, we have advisors that we speak with that do financial planning for us. And, and what we see from them are plans, reports. We might have access to a portal where we can aggregate data. And, and all of that will dictate whether or not I want to continue doing business with you. If you make it easy and frictionless for me to do business with you because of the tools that you use, I'll keep doing business with you. And I'll bring you more assets that you'll have under management. And so I really encourage you to take a look at cloud from your customer's perspective of if you could alleviate certain things and get more team members from different functional areas of your business talking, what would you want to be able to accomplish for your clients? The second thing uh, has to do with a business discussion on the opportunity costs of not moving to the cloud. So kind of the reverse of the first, but 
discuss the cost, discuss the management of all those vendors, because sometimes by looking at it from that perspective, you do begin to challenge your status quo and understanding what needs to be changed in order for you to move the business forward. So that would be the two things. Let's think about the client and, and how the client could benefit from a migration to the cloud. And then secondly, look at the business and understand what will be the challenges if you don't. I love that you threw in there the vendor management piece, because I think that's a piece that doesn't get mentioned very often when you think about cloud and the the fact that managing hardware vendors, operating system vendor, I mean, just all the different vendors that we have to manage in our IT shops. And one of the advantages to cloud is that some some of that goes away. So thank you for, for throwing that in as you were talking about that. And Pat, I really want to take a moment and just thank you for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the the time and effort that it goes into these types of things. And uh, as your friend, I appreciate your friendship so much. I've enjoyed our conversation. I just want to thank you on behalf of our listeners today. Well, Jeff, I appreciate that and, and appreciate the invite of coming on board and speaking uh, really kind of from from two sides, if you will, uh, and uh, always enjoy the conversation and the friendship and uh, happy to be back at any time if I can provide value. Excellent. We would love to have you back. For our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Pat Spencer. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.